You open up a manhole, at the bottom of which, you open up a woman hole. At the bottom of which, you open up a door that is actually a sandwich that you burned in your toaster oven last Wednesday. You take a bite out of that sandwich, and it tastes okay. It's only then you realize that it's not food in your mouth, but instead an actual witch made of sand, who has now sent you sideways into a half-dimensional plane for taking a bite out of her. The half-dimensional plane is one of those with no assigned seats, so you watch as half the passengers completely misinterpret the rules. As you're riding on the interdimensional plane, you notice some startling turbulence. And before you know it, the plane is crashing into an interdimensional island. You wake up on your back. You look around. There's a person from literally every ethnicity everywhere on Earth. One pregnant woman and a couple of drug addicts. And then you realize you're not on an island at all. You're in the crepuscular light adjacency. I'm Luke Alexander, and I'll be guiding you through this alien realm. Some of the stories you hear will be long, some of them will be short, and all of them will be outlandishly bizarre, which, in the crepuscular light adjacency, means completely ordinary and unremarkable. Today, we'll be reading part two of a story called Bugtholomew. Let us begin. The assailants at either side of the mayor of the galaxy pointed their water gun guns at Leonard. Alright, Leonard. Hands up now, or we squirt you to death. Squirt me? Yeah, Bugtholomew really screwed up, leaving you alone with the mayor of the galaxy. <laughs> Oh, Leonard, I'm so sorry. I thought you had so much promise until you were so stupid that you didn't notice any of the warning signs. Warning signs? I didn't see any warning signs. Ugh, what an idiot this guy is, huh? Oh, you got it. Leonard's stupid as shit. Look around you, Leonard. Do you see all these signs? They all say, Warning, assailants near. Never enter this room without a gun. Can you not read galactic print, Leonard? Uh-oh. I guess not. Leonard didn't even notice these signs, but now that he was seeing them, they all had squiggly letters that didn't seem to have any meaning whatsoever. He guessed that was galactic print. I'll get there, though. No, you won't, you stupid, dumb, idiot person. Yeah, we're gonna kill you and shit. Oh, if only Bugtholomew was here. Something compelled Leonard to look down to the left, and he saw something on the inside of his tuxedo jacket. Hey, buddy, keep your hands where they are. Leonard kept his hands there, but he looked, and he saw some sort of key fob. Uh, guys, I'm about to sneeze. And cry? I'm about to cry, sneeze, and wet myself? Because this is terrifying. Will you please give me a second just to cry, sneeze into my arm for a second, please? Uh, what do you think? I guess there's no reason not to. He's still gonna get squirted to death either way. Yeah, whatever. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> As Leonard pitifully sobbed and sneezed over and over again, he glanced at the key fob and weaved two fingers over towards it, picked it up, and gave it a press. With that, a bright red light flashed against the wall and through the wall. Something like a signal for some sort of superhero, except it was just a beetle head, shined above what Leonard could tell was the entire casino. He didn't know how he could tell that, but he could tell. What on God's ambiguously colored universe is that? It looks like some sort of beetle symbol. Leonard could sense that the assailants were getting nervous, uncomfortable. With a blast, Bugtholomew exploded into the room, blowing the entire right wall down, which was completely unnecessary because there was a door right there. Bugtholomew! Leonard, don't worry, man. I'll help you out of this mess. I mean... The girls I was talking to before I had to come save your ass were pretty hot, so I'm pretty pissed off at you, but I'll still save your butt, dude. Bogtholomew, you've come to rescue us! Uh, shut up, Mayor of the Galaxy, your voice is stupid, just like your amoeba-y face. Anyway, check this shit out, Leonard. Bugtholomew spun like a basketball on the finger of someone who knew how to play basketball. Alright, Leonard. Duck your head, buddy. Before he could think, Leonard pressed his face to the ground and hoped to God that soon this would all be over. With a burst of light and heat, a big orange ring of flame shot out of the spinning Bugtholomew, wrapping around the two assailants. Somehow it went right through the mayor, maybe because of his amoeba body. Ah, Bugtholomew, damn it! Oh, Bugtholomew, why'd you have to do this? Look, guys, it was the only way he would learn. Wait, what? Look, Leonard, these guys aren't assailants. These are my buddies. What? Yeah, 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 come on, come on. One, one second, one second. Bugtholomew leaned over to each of them and lifted the orange rays that bound them off and into the atmosphere where they exploded into nothing. These are my buddies, Rudy and Rachel. Her name's pronounced Rachel, you friggin' jerk. Oh, I'm just messing with you, you know that. Yeah, we all know that. We love you, Bugtholomew. You're a great guy, really. This Leonard guy, though, he seems like a wimp. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, but, you know, it was my last day to bring in a new partner, and he just kind of showed up, so I went with it. You guys aren't being very kind to me. Shut up, Leonard, you friggin' doofus. <laughs> Anyway, man, Leonard, you, you realize that those aren't real galactic space guns, right? What? Yeah. Yeah, these are water guns, you idiot. What? They're water guns. You know how they look like toy guns that spray water? And we kept telling you that we were going to spray you to death? Yes. They're water guns, like for children. Oh... 
I don't know. I've had a very weird day, okay? Well, it's not gonna get any less weirder from here, man. So, you better go to the galactic black market and buy yourself some balls while you still have the chance. Did you just tell me to go buy space balls? I don't know. You tell me, Litter. <laughs> Look, man, we gotta do this shit. You realize it, right? Haven't you been in a fraternity before? Or just joined any organization ever in your life? Well, there was the knitting club. Those old ladies were not very nice to me. Dude, are you serious? <laughs> I kept finding pins in my work that I knew I didn't put there. Wow, Leonard, man, you are a real hoot, you know that? Ooh, would say such a thing. That's terribly offensive. Ooh! Everyone looked past the wall that Bugtholomew had burst into pieces to see an owl head floating about half a foot above a headless human body. Bugtholomew! Ooh! I hope it wasn't you! Uh, what? Oh, dude! Owl lover! I would never say something like that! Ooh! Would then! It's awfully cruel. Uh, shit, I... Honestly, I think it was this guy over here. Bugtholomew pointed to Leonard. Who are you to say such terrible things? Who? I'm Leonard? I didn't say anything. That was Bugtholomew. Bugtholomew slid a solemn human finger across his beetly neck and shook his head at Leonard. No, no, it, it was me. I did it. How? How dare you? How dare you say something so cruel? I, I, I'm sorry, it's my first day. I didn't mean to, Oliver. Who? 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 What did you just call me? Who? Oliver? Dude, Leonard, you need to get your ears checked, man. His name is Owl Lover. What? Yeah, man, you don't know anybody in your life named Owl Lover? O W L I V E R? The normal Christian name? Owl Lover? I just. I just everything's happening so fast, I don't know what to do. Who gives a shit? Just don't say it again, okay? Who? Owl Lover walked off, floating owl head following his body. Bartholomew exhaled, looked around a bit, and leaned into Leonard, patting him on the shoulder. Thanks for taking the fall for me, man. That owl Lover is such a whiny little bitch. Uh, you're welcome? Yeah, I don't know why that guy's so insecure about how much of a friggin' owl he is, but honestly, I can't fucking stand him, and I hate his guts. What a prick. Okay? Well, hey, anyway, now for the real reason we're here. Dudes, Rudy, Rachel, mayor of the friggin' galaxy. Rachel, remember? Yeah, um, shit, ugh. Sorry, Giselle, sorry, sorry. But anyway, Mayor of the Freaking Galaxy, 
Rudy, Rizelle, even freaking you, Leonard. Let's get some drinks. I thought we were here on a business trip. We are! The business of having a good time, Leonard! And so the night truly began. Or was it morning? Or afternoon? Nobody was really sure because they were in space. Rudy and Ray Shell took on the mayor of the galaxy and Bugtholomew in a game of pool. Leonard watched on the sidelines, nursing a cold cocktail with a rooster's tail floating in it. Bugtholomew, noticing Leonard and his dejection, leaned over to him. Hey, dude, Leonard, are you going to eat the cock's tail? It's the best part of a cocktail. I don't know, it's kind of weird. I've never had a drink like this. Oh, trust me, dude, it's great. You'll get totally wasted. It'll make this whole thing better. Leonard stared at the large amoeba that was the mayor of the galaxy, playing pool with amoebic tendrils. Then he looked at Bugtholomew, the tuxedoed human figure with a gigantic beetle head. And then he looked at Rudy and Rachel, which were... Fairly normal people in some sort of battle suits. That was okay. Then he looked at Bugtholomew again, and that was not okay. Bugtholomew, uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable being inebriated in any way around all of you, if I'm being honest. This place freaks me out. Dude, Leonard, why do you suck so much? God damn, dude. Ugh, anyway... Looks like it's about my t- Rudy, you friggin' jerk! That's- Oh, damn it! Leonard noticed Bugtholomew's beetle head glow slightly red. Bugtholomew's team was solids, and the mayor of the galaxy had them set up for an easy pocket shot. He was fuming because Rudy had just pushed that solid out of the way with a striped ball of his own sinking it, and getting another turn. Wow, Bogtholomew, maybe if you could remember people's names, this wouldn't be a problem for you, teased Rachel as Bogtholomew sputtered and groaned in frustration. Leonard decided at this point to try the cock's tail in his cocktail. He took a ginger bite out of it and immediately spit it out all over Bogtholomew. Dude, Leonard, what the hell, man? Why would you spit that all over me? I got this nice tuxedo on. Leonard looked at Bugtholomew's tuxedo. It was covered in liquor stains. I'm sorry, Bugtholomew. Oh, it's fine, man. I don't give a shit. Anyway, time to whip these people's butts. Bugtholomew cracked his human knuckles and walked over to the pool board, cracking his beetle neck. He reached a hand out, and the mayor of the galaxy handed him a pool cube. Bugtholomew pulled out a small cube of blue chalk from a pocket in his tuxedo and cranked it crisply over the top of the cube, then threw it off into the distance, hitting a jellyfish-headed human in the back of the head. Ouch, man! Damn, that hurt! Bugtholomew then grabbed some white chalk and chalked his hands. It would have been easier to do that before I took the cue, but it just didn't seem to flow with the rest of the stuff. Bugtholomew then picked the cue back up 
He had leaned it awkwardly on the wall to chalk his hands, and walked over to the pool board. Time for the magic to happen, motherfuckers! Bugtholomew set his cue on the table and looked at the cue ball analytically. He leaned his head over to one side, looking at it from that perspective, and then leaned his head over to the other side, looking from that perspective. He walked around the perimeter of the pool table, looking at the ball and looking at his solids, cue ball, solids, cue ball, solids, scratching his beetle head and thinking. Bugtholomew snapped his fingers with an epiphany. He leaned down under the pool table to pick up the bridge. He blew off dust from the top with his beetly mouth and set the bridge on the pool table. Then he moved the bridge around. He accidentally tapped one of the striped balls. Oh, oh shit, sorry guys. Bugtholomew went and placed the ball back where he thought it was. It actually ended up being slightly adrift from where it originally was in a way that benefited Bugtholomew and the mayor of the galaxy. But nobody said anything. Satisfied, Bugtholomew placed the bridge where he intended to keep it. Then he took his cue, which he had set down once again. Actually, he reached for the cue, and it wasn't there. He looked down at the floor. It had fallen over and it looked like it had hit Leonard in the toe. Leonard was crying a little bit. Dude, Leonard, how friggin' weak are you, man? Leonard whined uncontrollably for a couple of seconds, and then composed himself. I think, I think this drink has maybe had a bit of an effect on me. Dude, Leonard, I didn't know you'd get that messed up. You barely even bit into the cocktail. <laughs> cocktail, <laughs> it's just funny, man. Anyway, Let's play this friggin' game already. Bugtholomew walked back to the pool table, this time with his cue. He set the cue on the bridge. Bugtholomew pulled it back. Then he pushed it forward. Then he pulled it back. Then he pushed it forward. And then he pulled it back. Way back. So far back that it fell off the support of the bridge and then just kind of landed on the table and bounced a little. Uh, uh, oops, uh, one second, everybody. Bugtholomew lifted the pool cue back up, set it on the bridge, and pulled back, and pushed forward, and pulled back, and pushed forward, and pulled back, and it was too far back again, it had landed and bounced off the table. Oh, God, I'm really sorry. I, I'm almost there. Bugtholomew lifted the cue up a third time, and he pulled back, and he pushed forward, and he pulled back, and he pushed forward, and he pulled way back, but just back enough to where it wasn't too back and it didn't fall off the bridge. And then, with all of his might, he pushed forward, and the cue ball shot up into the air, bouncing over the pool table and right off the pool table, and then bouncing and rolling around on the casino floor into God knew where. Uh, um, well, uh, uh, it's a little embarrassing. Uh, after all that fanfare, I was kind of hoping maybe it would do something really cool. Uh, clearly that didn't work out. 
I guess I should go get the cue ball, huh, guys? Everybody nodded, chuckling. Even Leonard looked like he smiled for a second. Well, holy shit! Looks like Leonard's got a smile after all. Leonard immediately looked shameful and apologetic. God, Leonard! Fucking stop it with the whining already! Now come on, you're my partner, let's go get that cue ball together! Well, wait a second! I'm not your partner, the mayor of the galaxy is your partner! I'm on the sidelines, I'm staying out of this conflict! Leonard? He's the mayor of the motherfucking galaxy! You think he's about to crawl around on a casino floor looking for a cue ball? With this, Bugtholomew and Leonard, and Rudy and Rachel for that matter, noticed that the mayor of the galaxy was nowhere to be seen. Leonard looked a little more, and then he noticed the amoeba-y form of the mayor of the galaxy oozing over some dropped food beside the table. Oh, this stuff is absolutely delicious. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Hey, dude, you realize I just, like, accidentally knocked the cue ball off. Are you cool with just, like, chilling here for a second while I go look for it with freaking Leonard? Oh, yeah, of course, Bugtholomew. I don't mind at all. I'm just enjoying some delicious food. You don't want any, do you? Uh, hmm. I don't know, man, maybe. W what all you got? Well, I've got some, uh, there's some mayonnaise over there, right next to this sandwich that I'm working on. Uh, somebody dropped some fries over there. I think there's a little spot of a Long Island iced tea over to the left of me. Maybe you might be interested in that. Bartholomew lit up and dropped the floor, licking the Long Island iced tea stain with his beetly tongue. Oh man, thanks Mayor of the Galaxy, this shit's delicious. Bugtholomew, didn't you just say that the Mayor of the Galaxy didn't deserve to crawl on the casino floor? And now he's doing it for fun? And now you're doing it for fun too? What, what about the cue ball? Oh, Leonard, man, dude, you're just so irritating. You're the most irksome person I've met since my last friggin' partner. And his ass, well, uh... Uh, I better not say. Uh, don't worry about it, Bugtholomew. I'll tell him. His last partner died in a fiery... Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, wow. You're a real baby, Leonard. I guess I won't tell you. It's probably for the best. You don't look like you could accept that kind of fear right now. <laughs> Oh, yes, this sandwich is so delicious. Do you want a bite, Bugtholomew? Sure. Oh, dude, you should definitely try that Long Island iced tea stain. I'm really feeling it. They swapped spaces on the casino floor and continued their bottom feeding. Leonard looked disgusted. Uh, fine, I guess I'll go find it. Leonard set off into the casino to look for the cue ball. Of course, it was a space casino, and though Leonard was technically a galactic police officer, he had no real idea what he was doing. He bumbled around, accidentally knocking over people's drinks, stepping on their foot tentacles, and blowing his nasty boogers all over people's faces. That happened because there happened to be a small group 
of humans that all had tissue boxes for heads. Really, Leonard had blown his nose on some of all of their most prized childhood memories. They stored their memories in the tissue paper, instead of having brain folds. Luckily for Leonard, they were very forgiving people, and also forgot what his face looked like when he blew his nose on them again. Leonard floundered around, looking for the cue ball aimlessly, until suddenly it met his eyes. It was stuck into a big ball of mucus. The big ball of mucus was wearing a tail suit. Leonard creeped up to the well-dressed blob of mucus and reached out for the cue ball. Play it, Woman, watch it. I don't like you like that. Uh, uh, um, uh. Leonard looked around. He wasn't sure where exactly he was reaching towards that would offend the gigantic, well-dressed ball of mucus. I'm just messing with you. I think you're alright. Not really my type, but... Uh, look, I don't know what you thought I wanted to do, but there's a cue ball stuck in you right there. I was taking it back. Me and my, uh... Leonard looked over to Bugtholomew and the mayor of the galaxy, who were still eating stuff off the carpet. My friends over there are playing pool. We lost it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it, I get it. That's fine, you won't be the first one to take balls from me. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I want to. Leonard whispered to himself as he grasped the cue ball and splotched it off the side of the mucus monster. Leonard shuffled off head to the floor as the mucus ball continued to sob. When Leonard reapproached his party, everyone glared at him. Bugtholomew stood up. Friggin' about time you came back, Leonard. Damn, dude. Way to leave us all hanging. Yeah. It's finally my turn, and how am I supposed to beat all of you if you won't even give me the ball? Yeah, Leonard, Giselle is gonna totally wipe the floor with us, and then I'm gonna wipe the floor with my tongue. Okay, uh, Bugtholomew, why do you never pronounce Rachel's name correctly? What? What are you talking about, Leonard? I just said it. Rizelafi. Uh, that's it, right? Close enough. See, that was right. Leonard sighed an anxious breath and handed Rachel the cue ball. She shined it with her sleeve and then set it on the pool table. She grabbed her cue stick and twirled it like some sort of saber, placing it dramatically on the pool table nearly making all the balls bounce. She gave it a piercing glance and then pulled back and pushed forward and pulled back and pushed forward and pulled back and pushed. And the cue ball went flying. It hit three striped balls, knocking them all into the side pockets. And that's how you start your turn. Rachel cracked her neck. And then she went and cracked Bugtholomew's neck when he pointed at it and sighed. 
Then she went back. She grabbed her pool cue, which she had sat down. It had not fallen. And once again, prepared herself to strike. Unfortunately for Rachel, the entire galactic casino rumbled as if something huge had just rammed into it. I don't remember where all the balls were. Rachel groaned, noticing all of the pool balls swinging around, losing their places. Oh, I feel you, Rachel. That really sucks, dude. Leonard whined. Uh, I feel like something bad's gonna happen. God, Leonard, why don't you just give it a rest? A loud, loudspeakery crack hit everybody's ears like a microphone had just been dropped and then spat all over and then dropped again and then stepped on and then tossed off a mountaintop and then driven over by a tractor. Oh, God, that sounded awful. It cracked again, this time even louder and longer. An irritating voice sniveled through. <laughs> Looks like you're all screwed. This douchebag again. <laughs> you're right, Bugtholomew. This douchebag is here again. It's me, Lieutenant Puffsworth. And I'm here to kill the mayor of the galaxy. Everybody get ready to have a really scary time. <laughs> oh, Leonard, I'm sorry, man. I wanted you to have a good time today, but this dude is some serious shit, and I'm not just saying that. What, what do you mean, Bugtholomew? He's the most disgusting, terrifying, misshapenly horrid thing on Earth, dude. Trust me, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be an experience. One of the walls of the casino crumbled to reveal a large chrome sliding door. The door slid open and fog poured out. Way too much fog. Dude, Lieutenant Puffsworth, watch that shit. That's a fire hazard, man. Somebody could get hurt. As he was saying this, Bugtholomew was waving his hands vigorously. He ended up slapping Leonard, Rachel, and Rudy all in the face multiple times. A blurry, dark figure emerged from the fog. It was floating. And then there were some more floating figures behind it. As the fog continued to billow, it was impossible to tell what the figure was. Uh, guys! Guys, shut it off! Shut it off, damn it! They need to see me! Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Pumpsworth. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, don't kill me. One of the figures hovered away, and then, soon after, the fog started dying down. Ha, ha, ha. If it isn't Bug Tholomew, and... Uh, who's this fucking guy? Leonard was confused. What he saw was a hovering seal. It was not just any kind of seal. It was a white, fluffy baby seal wearing goggles. It looked absolutely adorable, and Leonard was dying to pet it. Oh, wow, you're so cute. Leonard was almost crying 
It was the nicest thing he'd seen all day. He walked towards Lieutenant Puffsworth, not a fiery bone in his body for once. Bugtholomew grabbed him. Leonard, don't you dare touch that guy. He's seriously messed up, dude. Don't do it. But he looks so cute. Trust me, Leonard, this motherfucker is not as cute as he seems. <laughs> well, I'll leave that for Leonard to find out. Leonard? God, that's such a weird name. Who names somebody Leonard anyway? Oh, dude, I know, right? It's so uncommon, so obtuse. It's kind of like somebody mixed Leon and Ayerd together. It's like, why would you just smash two words together and call that a name, you know? Bugtholomew, for once, I completely agree with you. It's a very weird name. Wait a second. Your name is Lieutenant Puffsworth. That's two words, Puffs and Worth. And what, Bugtholomew, your name isn't even a... Leonard stopped. Everyone was staring at him in the entire casino, in shock. Hoo! He also doesn't like owls! Hoo! Oh god, Owliver! Just shut up, nobody likes owls, Owliver! Anyway... <laughs> nice to meet ya, Leonard, in your weird frickin' name. Get ready to die! Um... Bugtholomew, is this one of those things where you say you're just hazing me and it was all a joke? Leonard, this one's not a joke. I honestly cannot tell if you're serious or not. Leonard, this is definitely not a joke. We're pretty much fucking screwed. This guy might actually kill us. I'm st I, I still can't tell. Well, gosh, Leonard, why don't you go pet the motherfucker? Then you'll be able to tell. Leonard gulped and stepped towards Lieutenant Puffsworth. He looked at Lieutenant Puffsworth. He was very cute. Leonard felt like he ought to be able to pet Lieutenant Puffsworth. Why wouldn't he be able to? He was so cute. Leonard stepped forward. Then again... Bugtholomew seemed to be keeping his distance. But then again, Leonard couldn't trust a word Bugtholomew said. Or at least he didn't think he could. Leonard stepped again. This time, he was right within petting distance of Lieutenant Puffsworth. He reached a hand forward and started scratching the top of Lieutenant Puffsworth. Lieutenant Puffsworth Lieutenant Puffsworth's eyes grew huge and beautiful and adorable, and he started making a light cooing noise. Oh, see? He's not that bad. Oh, Bugtholomew, this was a sweet way to haze me, after all that mean stuff. Suddenly, Lieutenant Puffsworth's mouth unhinged like a snake's and grew to five times his body size biting into and ripping off Leonard's arm with a painful snap and pop. Oh, God! What? What? Ah! Lieutenant Puffsworth gulped down Leonard's arm. Blood sprayed everywhere. Bugs all of you! You've got to help me! 
Don't worry about it, Leonard. You're gonna be fine. What? What do you mean I'm gonna be fine? He just ripped my arm off. I'm bleeding everywhere. Look, Leonard. If we can get out of this alive, we'll be able to get you another arm. It's not that big of a deal, alright, dude? Just don't friggin' pet him again. He's such a jerk. He's done that to me, like, four times. Four times? Oh, yeah, man. It's so hard not to pet this dude. He's just so friggin' cute. He's just, like, the cutest thing on Earth. And it's just every time you pet him, he bites your arm off. It friggin' sucks, man. But it's okay. We'll get you another arm, Leonard. You're gonna be okay. At this point... Leonard's body had erupted with more blood than Leonard even thought was possible, and he was close to passing out. Oh, come on, Leonard, you gotta help me beat it now. Beat it? Beat him? How? Look, Leonard, have you ever listened to Michael Jackson? Yes. Okay, Leonard, this is what I need you to do. No matter what weird shit you see, I need you to take your pitiful self over to the karaoke machine and put on Rocket Man by Elton John. That concludes our adventure for today. Thank you for taking this journey through the corpuscular light adjacency. Remember, listen closely and you just might not learn anything at all. Hey everybody, it's Luke again. I'm glad you made it out of the crepuscular light adjacency. That place is pretty intense. If you really enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to it with so that you don't miss any of the juicy new episodes. And if you really, really, really liked this podcast and you feel inclined to donate more than the time you already have to it, then please consider going to anchor.fm slash crepuscular slash support. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash crepuscular slash support. If you're having trouble spelling crepuscular like I have, it's C R E. P-U-S-C-U-L-A-R Anchor.fm slash crepuscular slash support. Check it out. Alright, thank you for that. One more thing. I would also like to consider submitting some shorter episodes. Maybe 10-15 minutes. Uh, just every couple of weeks or something like that based on prompts from people listening to this. So if you have just been listening to the crepuscular light adjacency and just start feeling really adjacent and really crepuscular and you just want to get into it, send me a one to two sentence prompt and I'll see what I can get together. If, if you want to do that, send it to crepuscular light adjacency at gmail.com i'll have that typed in the podcast description and yeah that's it uh thanks for still being here i really appreciate it talk to you again next episode stay crepuscular